Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson and Matt. It's a Tuesday. That means Mike Tomlin addressed the media today for the first time since the Steelers uh, beat the Eagles uh, 38-29 on yep. uh, on Sunday and uh, had some good news on the injury ref- on the injury front. It looks like uh, this, he expects Marquise Pouncey to, to play in this game. Good, uh, good. Expects uh, Deontay like Johnson to be back okay. as well. Um, I reported that last night that that was the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, not s- such good news on David DeCastro. Um, I knew that's the one that worried you the most. Yeah, that was right. that was the one that the the person that I talked to said that they're f- the most concerned about. Mm-hmm. Tomlin left the door open for that to happen, but I don't know that it's going to necessarily. Okay. That's an ab injury, right? Yeah, or, yeah. He yeah. called it a strain, which is a good thing. It's an, it's an abdominal strain. I was say, just reading between the lines, there, it doesn't sound like it's going to be months. No, I it's mean, not. It's it, a it, week yeah. to week type of thing, right? Well, that's um, not too bad. You know, so not so bad there. Also said that they could possibly get uh, Derek Watt and Marcus Allen back for this game as well. So mm, okay. they would be going into it relatively healthy. Uh, you mentioned him yesterday. Any Wisniewski news? No, I, want, I wanted to ask him about that, and we ran out of time. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> that happens, eh? <laughs> that might be something I'll save for maybe Randy Fichter tomorrow to see where okay. uh, where he's going with that. But uh, he's, he's certainly – he went on injured reserve uh, after the first week. Mm-hmm. Um, that was looked at as a four to six week thing. So he's in he's, the neighborhood. Then, yeah, yeah, we're we're four to five weeks now. So he should be getting close. So they're getting to the point now where they're getting a little more healthy. And, and certainly, when you look around the league, my God, Vita Vea you know, goes on IR last night with a broken leg. We yeah. saw what happened to Dak Prescott. Oh, yeah. um, you know, they're, they're, they're falling left and right. I mean, absolutely big time players. Like, big time players. Yeah. yeah. Just to focus on the Steelers' interior line, though, quickly. I mean, the pouncy news is huge. I don't yeah. think any of us were real optimistic. Missing one of the two is not the end of the world. Right. Miss, if you'd have been missing both he and DeCastro, that's troublesome. That's troublesome, especially with Wisniewski out. Right. And I actually think DeCastro is a slightly better player, but I would rather he be the one of the two out. It's a bigger drop-off right. f- from Pouncey to J.C. Hassenauer than it right. is from, from DeCastro to... Kevin Dotson. Yeah, and I thought Dotson 
he does some really good things. He does some really good things. I mean, he's way ahead of where I thought he'd be. He's very powerful. Just this past week, he had some some gaffes. I mean, he had, yeah, like, he had a couple of penalties in that game Sunday. It was not a perfect game for him. No, I mean, he got downfield. I mean, things like that. Yeah, holding penalty in, right. in a, in a uh, illegal downfield that can't those can't happen. And just watching isolating on him. I thought his protection was pretty good. He held his own against Fletcher Cox. Yeah, and that's a handful. I mean, he gives DeCastro problems. I didn't think that he or really any of the linemen got a lot of push in the run game. Right. You know, I mean, that's a really difficult front to move. But to me, he's passed every test so far. Yeah, I mean, you you have to like his trajectory where he's heading with his career. I mean, Uh certainly, um, you know, they've got guys who are going to be free agents at the end of this year. and. Be you know, more shuffling and right. He's showing that you know he could possibly be an answer for a, a big question down the road. Um, yeah, he may be with, the starting left guard next year. Or who knows? Very good chance. Right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, and, and you have so you have to like that. Um, you know, the fact that that he's showing that and and proving that he can step in in the middle of a game and you know he can start mm-hmm. as he did uh, you know a couple of weeks ago, or he can step in in the middle of the game and not you know against a, a really I mean. Maybe the the most difficult matchup in the league in terms of the the right guard. Yeah, it's about as bad as it gets. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> right. it's, Aaron Donald doesn't usually line. He'll move around, but he typically lines right. up on the left side. Sure, sure. Uh, Cam Hayward is typically on the left side. Um, and they'll rotate guys in. Yeah, and, I mean, if Fletcher Cox, Fletcher there, Cox is as right. good a good a guy that lines up over the the right guard as, as there is in this league. Yeah, I mean, that's a difficult assignment. And again, he keeps passing every test. You know, I'm excited about the future for him. He's ahead of the curve. Didn't think we'd see him at all this year. But kind of to your point, for the short term, I don't think it's like the Eagles O-line, for example. Right, like, yeah. boy, we got all these holes all over the place. I think I'm very comfortable with him starting a game or two or getting you out of a game or, you know, those type of things. He's proven to be reliable enough. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's certainly other cases around the league where you look at that and teams are putting backups in and, Oh, yeah. Or their starters, for that matter. Yeah, right. right <laughs> I mean, right. the guys that they lined up with to start week one are not good. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Steelers have had to deal with some O-line injuries throughout the year, some shuffling and you know some backups that went down, too, with Newski. And I think they've fared better than most teams would, that's for sure. Yeah, and we talked about that before the season started, that their depth was better mm-hmm. on the line than most, most other teams. Um, the Browns depth is going to be tested this week. They're going to have to kick uh, Chris Hubbard inside the guard. Yeah. Um, he has never started a game at guard before really? in his career. That surprised me. I thought he, he was always a swing have. tackle. Yeah. A little light. Um, a little light, not it, a mauler. Yeah. Right. He'll get he'll have his hands full with Stephon Tewitt on that side. That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, Wyatt Teller is a guy that everyone seems to be raving about all of a sudden, and he's a good player. I don't know that he turned into the you know a superstar. Incredible Hulk. Or, you know, right, he's not right. John yeah, Hanna. He's fine. But, yeah, <laughs> uh, for some reason, he's the talk of the guard world lately. Um, and Hubbard, they're obviously going to be you know, you know, familiar with him. You're right. He's definitely a little more of a movement. He's a finesse player, player in yeah. Space, yeah, and he's not a hammer. And they run a lot. Everyone knows that they run, you know, the basic Shanahan zone read nonsense, you know, or, you know, stuff that's very standard. But they do a lot more than that this year too. I mean, <laughs> we're sitting here watching a game, watching O line play with just hold after that, hold. That's and, right. That's a hold every day of the week. The, and they still Ingram, don't call Ingram still got to the quarterback there, but my good, he had his arms around him. It, it's aggravating, to be honest. I mean, I can't even. His hands were on the back side of his pads, of right, Ingram's he, pads. He's hugging him yeah. and holding him with a handful of cloth. And, and that's not a penalty. That's not a penalty. 
Yeah, uh, we're sitting here watching NFL Network as we chat. It's uh, just, um, uh, just frustrating. It is. It, those kind of things need to be called more. Because uh, if you yeah. can do that, if you can do that, anybody can play on the offensive line. That's the thing. Is you know why are all these conversions on third down? Well, if you if you can't get to the quarterback, I mean, if they're not going to call anything, it's if you can put your heart that that player, the the Saints left tackle there, who's their mm-hmm. ba- a backup? Is oh, that Armstead? I couldn't. I thought Armstead that. was out. He started the game. I don't know okay, if he got maybe, okay. So it's, it's Teron Armstead, who's uh-huh. one of the best left tackles in the league. And if you're going to allow him to grab the back of the – he had he his hands him, right. on the back sides. He had of on Ingram's, the nameplate, basically, yeah. right. On, Two on, of them. On both sides, on the back side, and it's not, it wasn't called a hold. He got, and he still got driven got back driven, in the quarter, yeah, right. quarterback. But, my goodness, if you're not going to call that – And to your point, though, I mean, if it's – Third string guys like the Eagles. I mean, yeah. frankly, I mean, just we saw so many potential holds there or flat out holds that weren't called. Um, real quick, what I was saying about the Browns, I just want to go back over just for a second. Was yeah, they run a lot of zone and they run a lot of stuff off that as Shanahan systems do. But they'll run power, they'll run yeah. doubles. It's it's not exclusively just five dancing bears. I mean, they'll, they'll come off and try to hammer you. I mean, I, I don't think. Line. I don't think that they're going to have a lot of success running the football against the Steelers. I bet not. My, it, I haven't given it a ton of thought, but I, I, if they do, I think it'll because it's a close game. It's 13-10. They keep sticking with it, punt, punt. You know, beginning of the fourth quarter runs around, and then all of a sudden uh, the dam starts to break a little bit. You know, like it, I could see that situation, but I don't think they'll come out and just gash the Steelers from day one. You know, I mean, like they have a couple teams. Yeah, I, I just don't see that happening. And I sent you some numbers last night on Baker Mayfield that mm. I want to get to in the next segment. But startling, I, start, I just shocking, away. Yeah. shocking, no, st- shocking stuff. Uh, Tom Reed sent me a, a one snippet of that about the fourth quarter passer rating, and then uh, I started delving into it a little bit more. And I'm mm-hmm. like, holy mackerel! Wow. Um, but they didn't run the ball as well last week against the. Uh, who did they play last week? The the Eagle or the the, the Colts? The Colts. Now, the Colts are a good defense, but they, they were are. they were missing Darius Leonard in that game. They're missing Leonard. Um, the, the Browns had to lead a, a high percentage of the time. Yeah, too. you know it wasn't like they could. And they still didn't, with it. didn't run the ball real as well great, as they had. No, I mean Hunt ended up with a decent day, and then uh, what's his name Johnson got some a little bit of like garbage time at the end. It wasn't a bad day on the ground, but it was not a dominant performance at all by the run game. And Hunt's a really good player. But Chubb's a really, really good yeah, player. Yeah, Chubb's a, <laughs> a special player. Like, right. When Hunt came into the league, um, the the book on him was, well, he wasn't going to break off a lot of runs. And I remember the Steelers yeah. the Steelers played him in Kansas City his rookie year, and it was in like week eight or nine. And in the first like eight weeks of the season, he had like a 40-yard a, a run in every, in every game. <laughs> right, exact shocking. opposite of what yep. the book on him was. And then the second half of that season, he didn't have. Mm-hmm. It was more it's a hard of, thing to maintain. Yeah. yeah, and that was more the eagle or the uh, Andy Reid scheming it up to get him. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, we're going to run Tyreek deep here, and yeah. he, he's going to when he breaks the line of scrimmage, he's got nothing but green in front of him. Yeah, he's not super fast. He he has very good contact balance, and if he's going to break long runs, it's probably run through an arm tackle, bounce off another, find daylight, yeah. run until the, somebody catches The secondary's in man, and they're all downfield. And, mm-hmm. yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Or they blitz to sell out on Mahomes, and you know, he had a lot of long plays off screen passes. Well, he was there a really with good receiver. Alex Smith. I mean, that was the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the quarterback Back then. then. Okay. So, you, you know, point. not nearly as no. fearsome as, as Mahomes, different. but yeah. you still had to, you know, 
account for Kelsey, you still had to account for Tyreek Hill's speed. Mm-hmm. And, and so that and was the, the perfect. Schemes. Yeah, that was the perfect storm for Kareem Hunt at that time. Still, uh, he's a good back. He is a good back. I don't know that he's a great back. I agree. I mean, I think he starts for half the league. Right. He would yeah. start for the Steelers. He's better than anyone the Steelers. Yeah, staff. he is. He is. I but mean, you know, I, I don't know that he's. I, I I don't fear him like you fear Nick Chubb. No, I mean Chubb is. Chubb can break it on you. Chubb Chubb is you know Sa- Saquon Barkley, Miles right, Sanders, those right, kind of guys. Right. The, a, a big guy with speed that mm-hmm. can really hurt you if he gets into the secondary. He also has phenomenal balance and vision and you know strength and power and burst. I mean, Chubb's about as good a ball carrier as there is in the league right now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you look at what the uh, Browns have done on offense this year, uh, they're scoring points. They are. But it's turnover-driven. Yes, I think they're plus five or something. They're, they have, they've forced 12 turnovers. Wow. Already this year, um, and of course now they played the Bengals. They played Washington. Mm-hmm. They forced a bunch of turnovers. Well, I don't know if they forced the turnovers against the Cowboys, but the Cowboys turned it over. Right, which has right. been the that's been Dallas's Achilles heel this year, even more so than their defense. Yeah, the that high powered offense is turning the football over, and yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, um, you know the Colts turned it over. They had five turnovers against da- uh, Washington. They're not going to get five turnovers in this game. No, right. Uh, they they were, they forced uh, three turnovers against the Cowboys early in that football game, and that put Dallas behind. That's obviously a huge key. Yeah, I mean I, maybe that is the key. I mean, the more I think about but it, but week I mean. week one they forced one turnover against the Ravens. They got smoked mm-hmm. in that game. Week two against the Bengals, they forced one turnover, and it was a thirty-five thirty game. Yeah. So if they don't get turnovers. You yeah, know, I mean they they have been aid, the offense has been aided a little because bit because their defense is trash. Miles Garrett, I was watching. It's Miles Garrett and nothing else. So good, and Ward and some of their D linemen are all right, but their linebackers, safeties, second corners, their back seven minus Ward is bad. Put it this way, they've thrown for one thousand and thirty-one yards this season in five games. The Browns have. Yeah, they're allowed. They've allowed one thousand five hundred and sixty-nine yards in wow. five games. It's over three hundred yards a game that they're giving up through the air and twelve touchdown passes. Wow. People are complaining about this Steelers secondary yeah, that's right. allowing two hundred thirty-seven passing yards a game and have given up eight touchdowns in four games. These guys are worse. I say Dallas by far. has a lot to do with that, but yeah. they also played Washington, like you said. You right. know, it's not like it's all they played Washington. They gave up a bunch of passing yards to the, to the Bengals, yeah, and, and that was with you know. This, Burrow's second career game, you mm-hmm. know, um, it's just not high level defensive play. Sandeo at the at the safety position might be the worst starting safety in the league. <laughs> yeah, he's questionable. Yeah, yeah. They, they've had. And he's a special injury. teams player. He's a special team. That's what he's been his guy, entire right. career, and now all of a sudden he's a starter for the Browns. Yeah, I mean, getting Miles Garrett, which I'm sure we'll talk a lot about Garrett all week. Getting him blocked up will prove difficult. He, I think, he's better than he was last year, but. The matchups you're going to get on the back end, yeah. Ward can only cover one guy. 313.8 yards passing per game wow. that they're giving up. Wow. And they've played Phillip Rivers. And they right. played Dwayne Haskins. Exactly. exactly. I mean, I mean not, Dak's the only real good one. And, you know, Jackson really hasn't – He, he didn't, didn't throw, throw all over. He didn't throw the much in that first game, you know. Right. They he, were did, he had 270, but that's yeah. been his best game of the year. Mm-hmm. He's not been lighting it up throwing the football. Yeah, that, that is – Startling, and again, I think the middle of the field can be had. The other corners can be had. Uh, the way it's not a great matchup for them. Not the Steelers are a good matchup for anyone anymore when the Steelers have the ball, but they don't have. I mean, Deontay, I think, is the number one, and we'll see the see a lot of Ward. 
but it doesn't mean the two, three, four, five are that. Yeah, much who's cover, who's covering Chase Claypool? Who's covering Juju? Juju? Right, who's covering right. the tight end? Mm-hmm. Nobody. I, mean, I think Ebron could have a big day. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I think they could do whatever they want to against that defense. Yeah, just don't turn the football over. Don't exactly. Back to your point, that seems like the key, and Ben's been phenomenal at that. Yeah, one really turnover is. in the first four games, yeah. um, just been great. I think it's easily maybe the the. It's the most efficient four-game stretch of his career, I think. He's had better, mm, more explosive four-game sure, stretches. Sure, he's had some huge games. Yeah, back-to-back right, back right, huge right. games. There was a stretch, of, I think, in 2015 where he had, like, I don't know, 12 touchdown passes in three straight home games. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, right. You know, I mean, he's a monster. But he would turn the stretches. ball over from time to time, too. Mm-hmm. He's not doing that. He's not no, putting – he's And he's – you know, one of the stats that, you know, a couple of years ago when you were talking about it, well, he's a little bit in decline, was the – Balls that he put in, pl- you know, th- that he threw that could have been or in- could have been intercepted. Yeah, some of these guys have like near interception yeah. stats and things. like Those that. Those aren't happening. This no, year. it's not like he just got lucky and. You yeah, know what I mean he's he's just not putting the ball in, in harm's way. I, there aren't many. I, I can't think of very many times where opponents have dropped interceptions on him. Right, and meanwhile they are dropping them on Mayfield. He's not doing that at all. Yeah, it. it I mean. They've created 12 turnovers. I mean, that's almost unsustainable. I mean, that's very unsustainable. What, the Steelers were at 30 or whatever last year? 38, yeah. 38, I mean, yeah, okay. With a much better defense. With a much better defense. These are these are street guys that they're, they've got mm-hmm. forcing these turnovers. It's just not, not going to hold up. I mean, I think there's a great chance the Steelers win the turnover battle. I would think so, yeah. I expect Mayfield to put the ball in harm's way. Yeah, in fact, in their uh, – well, they've they've played three. Uh, they, they've turned the ball over three times against the Ravens. Okay. They've turned the ball over three times in their other four games combined. Hmm. They're not. That's not who they are. That's no, not who no. Baker Mayfield is. No, right. I mean, I don't think Hunt's considered a fumbler, but Mayfield puts the ball. He doesn't see things great. I don't think he's playing noticeably better, even though they're winning. Um, He's going to have a lot of tall, long bodies around him, you know, disturbing yeah. sight lanes. And I had somebody bring up, well, you know, they played Washington because they were talking about how, how their offensive line has held up pretty well this year mm-hmm. in terms of pass grades. Um, and I'm like, well, who have they played that has a great pass rusher? The Ravens don't. No, they don't. They're, they're scheme-based uh, situ- you know, pass rushing team. Since the Bengals yeah. really don't. No, I don't think Washington Washington does, but he didn't play in that game. Chase Young didn't play. Chase right, Young didn't right. play. Dallas doesn't have one anymore. Not so much. And the, the Colts have Justin Houston, but it's really the ghost of Justin Houston mm-hmm. at this point. I mean, they did a good job against Buckner. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm impressed with the Browns line. It's way better than it's, it was. It's played well, it has but been. it's going to be tested this week. Oh, yeah. yeah. Much question. more so than it's been tested in any other game. That's the thing is there's so many – at least above average pass rushers that they'll be facing. Somebody's going to have a matchup. Right, right. And I think it could be Tuit this week. Tuit got to the quarterback a lot last week. Mm-hmm. He ended up, I think, with one and a half sacks, but he was real close a couple of other times. And, again, if they call some holding penalties. <laughs> it wouldn't hurt, too. <laughs> we haven't talked about him much, which I feel like no one's really talking about him, but I think he's – not getting the credit for being as disruptive as he has. He's been. very disruptive. Yeah. yeah, everybody was talking about Alua Lou and you know yeah, the right, rest right. of the guys. To it's to it. He's playing really well. Yeah. Right, he's playing really well. We're gonna take a break. When we come back, I get some numbers on Baker Mayfield yeah, that are right. shocking, just shocking, and we'll we'll get to those right after this. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lolly. You're listening to the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. 
We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. Matt, um, there's a lot of talk that uh, suddenly Baker Mayfield has figured it out. Right, he's, right. He's, he's, you know, he's... Uh, they're winning games. They're winning games, yeah. so he has obviously figured things out. Right. They're 4-1. Must be Baker Mayfield, you know. Yeah, just like Chicago's 4-1, and one, so their quarterback situation solved. Perfect, yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> just ducky. Uh, if you look at Baker Mayfield's numbers, however... Mm-hmm. He's doing what he always does. Actually, he's worse this year than he typically does, other than the interceptions. Right, right he now, has valued the football a little better. He, his completion percentage is 61.2, which is actually less than his career average. And the, less than the league average. I'd say, and the league has moved up a lot in that. Yeah. Um, 976 passing yards in five games. So he's not even averaging 200 yards a game. And I saw today, this past week, they threw a lot early in the game especially on early downs. It wasn't just run, 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 run. Right. I mean, they came out in the first half, and he threw a lot. Yeah, he threw, I think, 37 passes last week or something yeah, like that. and didn't um, light it up. Didn't light it up. Uh, his yards per attempt is 6.4. His career average is 7.3. Mm-hmm. So he's not going down the field. No, not as much. Uh, nine touchdown passes, four interceptions. Okay. That's, that's a, good. Right. That's a good ratio. That's not bad. You'll take that for him. Right. I but – I don't know if it'll keep up. When you dig deeper into his numbers – these are the ones that are just shocking. Before you reveal that, I just want to let everyone know, too, he's doing that with a healthy Odell, where last year Odell yeah. was a shell of himself. Like, his receivers are pretty good. In a really good running game. And a tight end they invested yeah. in. And, you know, right, the, his protection's better. Like, people are helping him more than they have in past years, too. Uh, thus far this season, when um, in the second half of games – Second, this is all their all five of their games. Okay. The second half, he is twenty six of fifty one. That's a fifty one percent completion percentage mm-hmm. for two hundred and thirty one yards. This is in five games, mind you. Wow. Five two, games. Two hundred thirty one yards. One games. touchdown, three interceptions. He's he's he, he's accumulated. Four, he's passed for fourteen first downs in five games. Five in games second, in the second half. In the second wow. half, they have not. They, a they haven't had to use him much in the second half. But no. B when they have, he's been awful. It's Awful. not like they're blowing people out, though. He's got a 45 just... passer rating in the second half of games. Yeah, you told me that. That's really, really You get bad. a 39.6 for spiking the ball into the ground. <laughs> yeah, right. And again, it wasn't like 
the games have been over in the second half. That they're just blowing. No, they're just, they're just not like they're killing people. No, no, and then they're just going to lean on Jerome and you know just mash people into the ground. I mean, they've had to throw. They've had to. More have been asked of them. Um, it's not so good. And I think he passes the eyeball test a little better than last year. You know, but he's still underwhelming to me. He's not super talented, to be honest with you. I mean, his first overall picks go. I've never seen one less talented than him. In the fourth quarter of games this year, Ooh. he's 7 for 18. Wow. He, this is five games worth of passing. Yeah, he's yeah, thrown yeah, 18 yeah. fourth quarter passes, and he's only completed seven of them. So he has, he has seven completions in fourth quarter. <laughs> for 62 yards, uh, a, one a touchdown, two interceptions. That's a 27.8 passer rating. That's wow. that's less. They'd have been, be- again, better off if he just stood up and spiked the ball into the ground. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right. I mean, that's well over a full game. It's five quarters of football, and you have seven completions in those five quarters. It's bad. Yeah, in games that aren't are close. Right. I, I just, You know, the third quarter is not much better. He's 19 of 33 for 169 yards, no touchdown passes, one interception. That's a 58.8 passer rating. Hmm. Again, this is in a, in a year where oh, the league average yeah, is over right. 100. Yeah. Wow. And you would think at that point play actions click, clicking a little bit more. You've already – and you already have. You already had a lot of success on the ground. Um, you have an offensive-minded coach who's starting to figure defenses out. Your protection's been good. You know, you should start dealing and really feeling, you know, feeling roads there at that right. point. Yeah, at that point in those games. To your point about the play-action versus non-play-action stuff, uh, he is 21 of 34 when they use play-action. 225 yards, four touchdowns, one interception. That's a 108.1 that makes sense. passer rating, which why is we like the higher, way above his yeah, yearly yeah, yeah, yeah. numbers. When he doesn't, when they don't use play action with him, uh, his passer rating is 83. Hmm. That is a Mitch Trubisky like. Yeah, 83. right, right. That's a very pedestrian for today. Yeah, five NFL. touchdowns, three interceptions. Huh. Like he's really like he's producing when they run play action. He's not sure. producing. He's he is who he is. I mean, it's a great example to me of what a crutch play action can be for some of these guys, the Kirk Cousins of the world. Um, Bigger picture, I was actually asked this today, and I wanted to run it by you. Like, I was asked for my my podcast, who, what do you think the Browns will do, or what would you do contractually with Baker? Like, big picture, <sighs> it's tough. It you is know, tough. like, and then I went into like a long diatribe and said, someday in the off season, I want to have a whole podcast about is it better to invest thirty million in Cousins, Baker, Jimmy. Or just use that money on Stefan Diggs and you know you know other, they've got other pe- pieces. but they've got pieces around him. I know, but I mean that's the you'll lose them if you have to invest thirty million right. in a quarter. That's the problem that with with a guy like Baker Mayfield. I'm looking at his he might be good, but is never going to be great, and is going to have to always be schemed around. I'm looking at his uh, career fourth quarter numbers, and oh, this is nothing new. This is his career. Mm-hmm. This is who he is because he's got a seventy-four point eight passer rating in the fourth quarter in his career. career. And that's a pretty big, big body. Of that's work a now. big nut. Right. He's he's uh, wow. two hundred ninety-four passes. He's completing fifty-eight percent of his passes in the fourth quarter. Fifteen interceptions. That's when. That's, that's awesome work by you digging it up, and I'm shocked that's not like more common knowledge in every article you read about Baker. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's a when big the when trend. the pressure's on. Yeah, he when folds it matters most. Right. Yeah. Wow. Um, and again, along those lines, like. I answered that question with, well, the Steeler fan in me hopes they extend him and give him $30 million a year and are happy with him. 
Because if you go well, back if they, to the if they well, go, if they, let's say they win nine or ten games this year, which seems very far, they're gonna they're going to extend him. What I said is, that the, I think no matter what at this point, his his fifth year option will get picked up. Then, if he has a similar year, you almost have to extend him. But is that a good move? Again, I mean, should Washington have hung on to Cousins and been in somewhat of quarterback purgatory for a while with a good but not great player? Uh, I would. It's hard to just let that guy go that you've had around for four or five years and has played pretty well or, you know, decent. But I think you're better off not giving a mediocre starter $30 million and just taking another dip in the draft and see what happens. The problem is, is if you win, you know, let's say he gets you to eight or nine wins in the next two years, you're not going to be in a position to draft a guy. Not a top guy. Yeah. Right, right, right. So, you know. It's a weird situation. You're damned if you do and damned if you don't. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's the face of the franchise for better or worse right now. He's on all kinds of, you know, TV commercials. I'm sure he's on every billboard in Cleveland. And right. Did yeah. he know somebody to get all these progressive commercials? Seriously. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Yeah. A more mediocre quarterback <laughs> right. has never been thrown out there more. Right. Like, Lamar Jackson doesn't have any well, if you remember, national commercials. I mean, he started, what, like 10 games his rookie year. Yeah. One rookie of the year over Barkley. And everyone thought he was the next coming, which never added up to me even then. I mean, his stock was through the roof. That's when he's getting they all They played nobody. Played nobody. His stats were fine, but they weren't great. He set the all-time record for quarterback touchdowns. Well, Herbert's going to break it this year. Burrow's going to break it this year. I mean, like, yeah. that, that, that yeah. record's a, not going to be one that lasts. It's a house of cards. Yeah. It's, like, it's a meaningless record. a lot of touchdowns. Meaningless record. He threw record. a ton of picks. What's your, what's your record? Yeah. yeah. That was the that's the rookie, rookie re, you know when when Roethlisberger broke the rookie record for wins with mm-hmm. thirteen, that's a meaningful record. Like, that's a meaningful record. Yeah. Not most touchdowns thrown. I mean, you're losing all the time and you throw a couple touchdowns late in the game. That doesn't mean much. Yeah. And, Blake and Bortles okay had a thirty five touchdown season. Yeah. <laughs> right, and I really like Justin Herbert. He threw four touchdowns last night and, and still he hasn't won a game. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he still hasn't won a game. Uh, even more damning here, uh, Baker Mayfield over the course of his career, trailing with less than two minutes, just more, trailing uh, with with uh, two minutes to go, 23 of 47. It's a 48% completion percentage. And a lot of those are easy throws. Yeah. You're like, we'll give you the middle of the right. field, dump it, clock. Think back to uh, his rookie, again, his rookie year when they were playing the Ravens, mm-hmm. and they need a field goal to, to beat the Ravens or send it in, whatever it was, to send it into overtime. And the Steelers would have gone to the playoffs, and he throws just an awful interception yeah, at the end of right, that game. Right, right. These okay. are, Week 17. Yeah, this is who he is. Uh, three touchdown passes, four interceptions. That's a 54.7% percent tie. <laughs> Trailing with uh, four minutes to go. Uh, he completes 54% of his passes. Wow. He's just awful in those situations. In a game that's tied with more than four minutes to go in, in the fourth quarter. Uh, five of ten. He's got a 308 Wow. Passer rating. The tied one doesn't stick with me as much as the other ones because you know, just because they're the Browns, if they were losing at four minutes left in the game, two minutes left in the game, a lot of them they're losing by A lot, yeah. And you're just playing prevent defenses and they're giving you completions so you take time off the clock. Like, I'm curious. I've never even thought of this before, but I wonder what completion percentages are like 
late in games. I bet they're higher than middle games because there's a lot of off coverage. We'll give you the completions. Not for Baker. Not for Baker. No, right. he struggles. Uh, his uh, career fourth quarter completion percentage, 58.8. It's bad, yeah. It's bad. It's that's really bad, well right? below average. I mean, it is. you know, an average quarterback these, you know, last year was like 65%. And a lot of it's devised off play action and boots and things that he's real comfortable with. And uh, I would be shocked if he has a very high A dot. I mean, I don't think he's driving the ball down the field a very, very high percentage of the time. Um, and then the other numbers, I don't have them handy, but I know they're startling. Is the, if you add up his interceptions, fumbles and passes that are batted down at the line of scrimmage, it's worse than Jameis Winston, I bet. Yeah. If you I mean, add those just, three numbers. It's remarkable. He's just not a good quarterback. No. I mean they can fool themselves all they want into thinking that he is and, and mm-hmm. you know, they're four and one. That's great. Sure. Um but he's done good things. He's not terrible. I mean he's not Trubisky. But I think he's closer to Trubisky than he is Burrow or Herbert or one of these young promising dudes. Yeah, I I just you know I, his career record. He's five and twelve on the road in his career. Ooh, just you know That's twelve bad. and six at home. He just this past week. Yeah, I heard that. Picked up the win that he needed to become to pass Ben Roethlisberger. Knock Ben off his, as the most as the winningest quarterback in at the in the Browns building. Browns building. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That took him two and a half years to get there. Ben owning that record <laughs> is one of the funniest and. Best NFL stats in the last ten yeah. years. Well, he probably won't own it after this year. Oh no, it's gone. They're, the yeah, fact that it's he gone. owned it ever is yeah, for remarkable that long. to yeah. me and very, very funny. And he missed a couple games up there. But this Browns they haven't won in the Browns haven't won in Pittsburgh since two thousand and three. Yeah. Two thousand three. That's pre Ben. That's pre Ben, right. Ben's That's a long never time. lost to them here. Yeah. Um, back to Baker, too. I mean, he was the first overall pick. Well, what was his calling card? He was very, very accurate. But it was Big 12 throwing to yeah. Marcus The same Brown thing, the same thing we, we said about Mason Rudolph. Oh, he's very accurate. And it hasn't translated to the NFL it's because similar. it's, it's – Big just, windows throwing to better receivers than the people covering you with a good scheme and time to throw. And if Mayfield doesn't have – I might even say good accuracy. I mean, Drew Brees' accuracy, he's not going to be successful. I mean, he needs to be ridiculously accurate and timing-based because he's not going to make a lot of improv plays. He's not physically overwhelming. Like, those things aren't going to change. Yeah. I mean, he has to be a high-end accuracy guy. And it's even more to it than just his, his accuracy percentage, which you just stated isn't very good to begin with. It's ball placement. It's hitting your guy right in stride. You know, six, you know, Bill Walsh, you know, six inches in front of the numbers. You know that kind of stuff. And he's not that guy. Yeah, it's just not who he is. Um, so we'll, we'll continue to, to take a look at that uh, as the week goes on here. But those were startling numbers. That yeah, I found they really are. Last night, uh, he is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk a little more uh, Steelers and Browns right after this. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio.
Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally. with Matt Williamson and Matt, uh, former Steelers running back Le'Veon Bell, made it back into the lineup uh, yeah. with the Jets last week after uh, sitting out the last three weeks with a hamstring injury. And a report surfaced today uh, that the Jets are now trying to trade Le'Veon Bell. They tried last year at the trade deadline. Right. They, get, they just signed it's been him. the weirdest to, marriage ever. Yeah. You know, like, Adam Gase essentially said he didn't want him to begin with. <laughs> right, like the day after they signed the guy. Yeah. The pretty big money. I mean, not what he wanted to hear, obviously. And he Four years, $52.5 million with a bunch of that guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Um, you're stuck with him. I think you're stuck with him. Yeah. I mean, he's like a $6 million cap hit this year or something like that. Right. Yeah. I mean, first off, he's not going to be a stealer. You know, no. I mean, we can just squash that, I think, right now. I'm not sure if he's better than what the Steelers have right now. I, I lean towards yes, but... The thing with Bell and the Jets never did this. You got to cater your run game to his very, very unique style. Right. And they never used him much as a receiver, as good as he's been in that that department. Here's I mean, the here's the problem with Le'Veon Bell. The base salary is eight point five million this year. Mm-hmm. It's eight million next year. It's nine point five million um, in twenty twenty two. Now they have an out after this year saying, after can, after twenty twenty one and twenty twenty one, but. He would be, you know, four million in dead cap space next year, two million in dead cap space in twenty twenty two. He will not be a New York Jet after this season. No, no, they know that. And I mean, everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Like I think they'd get rid of him for a six round pick. But he's seventeen million dead cap space this year. Mm-hmm. Like, who's going to give you a pick for Levy? It just makes no sense. He's, 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 he's that a, position at his age. Recent usage hasn't been great. He looks good. I mean, Bill O'Brien's no longer in the league, so. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm just scanning the league in my head as we have this conversation, thinking, who would even kick the tires? You know, like, Miami? No, they're rebuilding. I mean, their running back situation is not great. I mean, I'm struggling. I mean, yeah. like, Dalvin Cook's out, but not for long. McCaffrey's they get Madison. They're not, yeah, they're not worried about right. that. The Giants certainly aren't going to invest in a running back with all the problems they have, you know. I mean, a team like Seattle or someone, they have to be somebody that's in it. And even then, they're all they're all healthy at the running back position. Right, right. I mean, uh, if you wanted to use them as a you spare know, if the, part, if the a, Browns lost Kareem Hunt on Sunday, maybe, maybe they would be interested. Maybe okay. Yeah. I mean, they don't have a ton. They probably have some cap space. Maybe. Uh, it brings me to a bigger conversation too, because I think this year, I, I think Gates will get fired before long, sometime in during it's, this year. It's been way too long already. It, yeah, it, it's a bad situation. But Bell leading the parade, I could see the Texans, Falcons, and Jets unloading some dudes, and maybe even Julio, maybe even JJ, maybe it's even tough Matt to Ryan. do though. And here's here's why: because it's of the, the same conversation, the uncertainty had, of of next year's con, right, you know, right. uh, salary cap. All those guys are expensive. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you don't have to pay his signing bonus and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. But it's still an eight million dollar salary next year. Right. And what's Julio making? What's Matt it's, Ryan you know, making? You and know, you wouldn't you wouldn't owe that. You could cut that guy at the end of the season and not owe that. Mm-hmm. But you gave up the draft pick, which may be more valuable because it's cheap labor next year. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and that's a good point. I mean, I wonder are GMs, smart GMs, 
valuing draft picks for this upcoming draft even more than usual. Yeah, if, if he had, if, if he was in the last year of his contract, you just rent him for the year, and you're just renting him, and and then you're going to get the the you get comp, comp you're going to get a comp pick yeah. back. Right. You know, if he signs somewhere else, then it's more valuable. But yes, with for a guy with two years left on his deal, if you're just going to cut him at the end of the year, it's just not worth mm-hmm. it. I mean, he'd have to blow you away to keep him, and chances of that happen. I don't even know if you give up a seven for that. Right. Unless you think you're going to get a bunch of comp picks this year, well, we're going to give we're going to get three seventh round comp picks mm-hmm. this year. We can give up a seventh. I mean, you better have a chunk of money under your cap. Yeah. Right and what now. are you trading? You know, what are you trading for Julio Jones at this point? He can't stay healthy. What are you trading for? You know, Matt Ryan or, or, mm-hmm. or you the know, quarterback Sam Darnold. Darnold. I mean, right, you, right, right. You, you can't carry that amount of cap space. Right. Yeah. You can't just throw Matt Ryan on. Like Dallas can't just add Matt Ryan. Right. <laughs> I mean, Indianapolis, I guess, could. They've got cap they space. Could. But it's a quarterback. He's going to have to learn your system. It's not going to be yeah. like, oh, hey, we're going to trade for this guy Maybe mid-season. November, Plug him in. Right. Yeah. I also worry Matt Ryan, 2021 Matt Ryan might be 2020 Phillip Rivers. And I don't mean that as a compliment. It's trending in that direction, all. yeah. You know, right. He's taking a lot of beating. He doesn't move well. He's old. Doesn't like to get hit as much. He doesn't turn the ball over like Rivers, but – that I could, could happen. See him in a new uniform yeah. and just never looking. You right, put him. You, you know? put him in. You know, somewhere where he's got to play outdoors a lot, and all of a sudden, right, looking cold. Yeah, and he was always bad in the in the north anyway. The one I thought was interesting though is the Niners. Shanahan and Ryan played together or were together, went to Super Bowls, and they're gonna be getting a little sick of Jimmy. That I think. What do you mean? Can... He's twenty and seven as a starter, <laughs> right? I he's think Jimmy they could G. Get out of that contract quickly from what I understand that Jimmy's not all that uh, confining that maybe they would make that move you know stick Ryan and San Fran for a year or two yeah I I, I don't love it I, mean, I don't love it either playing that game yeah but, I mean just because Brady and Rivers moved this year doesn't they were way more talented players than right and Rivers shouldn't have moved anyway I mean, we said that if, yeah you know, just wasn't a good it wasn't was a, a good move, move. To begin with. they're paying for it now but I, I just don't know. I mean, to, to your point about uh, maybe seeing a bunch of guys move, mm-hmm. I just don't know that it's possible this year unless the guy's in the last year of his contract. And I, I have Julio's the one I could maybe see. I mean, I'm sure he's making a ton. He's always injured, but he always plays through it. Like, his injuries, I think. He didn't last week. I know, I know. <laughs> but what if you're the Packers and Julio Jones sounds awful nice next to Adams? Or yeah, except next year his his uh, base salary is fifteen point three million. Oh, I figured. Good luck I with that. Higher than that, to be yeah. honest with you. Or the Raiders, like the Raiders have to have cap space. You know, put him opposite rugs. You know, and make, guess, make a run but... for a couple of years. Like, I could see Julio getting some attention. It's eleven point five in twenty twenty two. I mean, you're not getting him on the cheap. Oh, you're not getting him on the cheap. You better think he's still a top. And the Falcons are going to want a second. Yeah. You're yeah, trading yeah. Julio You're not going to get him for seventh or a, you know. It's not. This isn't. Delta. This isn't Antonio Brown getting traded, and everybody knows that he's got to go. No. Right. 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 So right. you get a third and a fifth. Mm-hmm. No, um, I would think if you give me a second, I'm. You could get in the door. You can yeah. sit at the poker table. And the way the way receivers have come into the league, that's why Atlanta should do it. I, I don't know that you. If, if I'm a team, I don't know that I want to do that. I, well, we can we can ride out this year and next well, I'm year. Thinking we'll, if you're the Packers and you want to win it all. Somebody like that. I think they're okay at receiver. I mean, okay. Yeah. But could be great. And, they're you know. cruising along at, uh, you know, 
five and zero, mm-hmm. or four and zero. I just think Gruden would love a shiny object like that. Oh, too. Gruden, Gruden would love any shiny yeah, object. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's why Mayock said Mayock said to say no. Right. Yeah, <laughs> Gruden still has, carries a bigger. Gruden, Gruden would pick up every quarterback who's ever been released yeah. every time. So, yeah, I mean, they're not winning any with they, them, but they're they could not, yeah. use him. Right? They could use him, but they don't. They can't afford him. Mm-hmm. No, they don't make money next year either. Yeah. So Maybe. again, that would be a rental, and then all of a sudden you you know, mm-hmm. and, and the other part of that equation is if Julio does go somewhere else, is is he going to say, well, I want a new contract? You traded for me. I want yeah. a new deal. I mean, like Hopkins did. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's usually how that goes. He doesn't have much of a leg to stand on, though. I mean, literally. Right. <laughs> he's got a screw in his foot and all his other issues with him, too. Uh, I just don't know what he's – I mean, he's going to be 32 next year. Yeah. Well, he's, maybe some of these are even off-season moves. Yeah. I just – I don't know. It's going to be awfully difficult mm-hmm. to move. This is not like hockey or baseball no, or something. trade deadline and just yeah. throw him on the third line and start skating with his buddies or yeah, stick him in right field and he doesn't know anything. Yeah, there, there are salary cap considerations. There are working these guys into your, mm-hmm. into your system considerations. I mean – Lots. Of, there are a lot of guys out there who, and you it's know, not fantasy football. It's not fantasy football. And a lot of times, when you look at um, the NFL, so much of the of what happens with a player is about opportunity in the right system. Oh, sure. You know, there are a lot of guys who are probably more talented players, but they end up in Jacksonville. Or oh, they, you know, no they end doubt up, about yeah. that. I mean, I think Julio and JJ Watt would be good no matter where they went. You know what I mean? They're they're pretty special players. Uh, but I hear you. I just thought it was interesting that Houston, Atlanta, and inevitably the Jets, we're not even close to Halloween yet, and those guys have given up the ship. You know, they don't have GMs. Well, the Jets will. Oh, here's they, another reason why they can't trade Julio Jones. <laughs> he has a dead cap number of $58.9 million this year. Wow. It's $38.5 million next year. Wow. You can't yeah. trade that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. You play him. I mean, he's still good. You line up him and Ridley with Ryan or whoever your quarterback is. And you probably is. still sell a lot of Julio Jones jerseys. Right. But do you sell $38.5 million <laughs> worth of Julio jerseys? I mean, he's an all. He might be the greatest Falcon ever. <laughs> I think you just hang on to him at that price. Oh my God. It's I not worth the I didn't even look at that. Like, holy wow. mackerel. That's a, that's a big number. Yeah, that's quarterback I should, money. I wish I knew that before the conversation. You know, people, people in Pittsburgh were complaining about, oh, the Steelers had $21 million in dead cap space for Antonio Brown. It wasn't 50. <laughs> Fifty-eight point nine. Yeah, he's a Falcon for life. Wow. Uh, it was sixty-nine million last year. For God's sakes. Holy smokes. That's I a mean, big I deal. I guess if you're going to do that with somebody, you invest in somebody like him. I think yeah. He's an all-time great. But wow. That's a big, big number. That. That's yeah. yeah, that's quarterback money. Uh, anyways, we're going to take a break. <laughs> he is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. Uh, when we come back, we're going to do the fantasy football focus. It's Tuesday. Um, so we'll look around the league and uh, talk about some of that. There's a game tonight. Yeah, there is a game. Finishing tonight. off uh, week five, unfortunately. I wish there was a game Thursday too. Be nice. Yeah. 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 Not going to happen. Oh, but well. uh, uh, but anyways, that's going to do yeah. it for our show. show. So for my uh, partner Matt Williamson, for Jacob here on site, keeping us on the air. Uh, I'm Dale Lally. We want to thank you for listening to this edition of the Drive on Steelers Nation Radio.